podcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for February 13th, 2022. Tonight we talk about the week on the ice and a week off of it. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. By Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inn & Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-Drury Inn. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night reaction show. So much to talk about tonight. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Uh, balmy 57 degrees today, I think, uh, after the snow of a couple of days ago. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where he's probably at 10 feet below sea level and lounging in the estate as it is out on the island. Paul, how are you? Uh, not happy. Not happy? It what? Won't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> it just won't stop. You're talking about the weather now, right? Yesterday it was a nice 55 degrees. Sun was out. Everybody was happy. We were hanging out by the fire pit with a few adult beverages. What happened? <laughs> it just won't stop. I've already had to clear my car off three times today. <laughs> Uh, I laugh only because I had that same issue two days ago. Every time I want to go to Magnus on a Friday night, it's a, it's a snowstorm. 
I'm so done. I'm so, so done. Well, you know, I'm glad you're done because we're moving. You're moving to the southwest when you retire. And, so man, there's four and a half years from now. Though. There's nothing going on in the southwest for you. There's nothing that you want to jump into and, and be vocal about. Um, I'm no. just teasing. We're not getting to that part yet. No, but <laughs> there is 80 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that there is. And there's also 120. Uh, <laughs> I'm down. I'm right now. I'm telling you right now, man. All right. Well, anyway, as we jump into uh, tonight's show, let me let me give everybody forewarning. Uh, uh, is it warning? I don't know. Whatever it is, um, it's not. Paul Hornstein has Paul Hornstein has some thoughts, and we're gonna let him go here in a little bit. And just uh, the last time that we let him go, the ratings were fantastic. They were through the roof. So, uh, <laughs> we had three people listening instead of two. A fifty percent jump is that what we're at? Let, let's hope that we just uh, we go crazy. But no, on on a serious note, I mean there are some things that need to be discussed. Uh, from the aspect of college hockey off the ice. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about what happened on the ice. Um, I had the uh, privilege, thrill, whatever you want to call it, of seeing two more top, I call them top five teams, in Denver and Minnesota Duluth go at it. Um, man, when you talk about you don't know it. Hockey, you don't. First of all, you don't know Duluth is a top five team. I haven't come out with the 16 yet. I said, I'm going to call it a top five team. <laughs> I didn't say I knew. I don't know anything. Well, uh, all yeah, I'm saying well. is those two teams played like a top five matchup. Um, man, and it was a, a, it was a little bit of everything. There was a penalty shot Saturday night. There was uh, a, a lost goaltender. Uh, again, I don't know what goes on when you come to uh, Magnus, but maybe that's it. The... Uh, Apparently the Bulldogs had some sort of food poisoning or something, um, and they still won the game Saturday night. But that's what took out their goaltender, who brought in their backup goaltender, who is fantastic again, a lot like he was last season. Um, oh, and only <laughs> bizarre, and absolutely what, I bizarre. Think only coming off testicular cancer. Yeah, this that's this old. season, Paul. This yeah, season, yeah. this fall. Yeah, um, the the kid is the kid is unbelievable. And we're talking about Stasco. Um He he was unbelievable. Uh, they brought him in the second period. You could see we were all speculating what happened to uh, Fanti, but we could all see him there, and we could tell that he was uh, probably not feeling the best. <laughs> you could kind of tell by the way he was sitting on the bench. Yeah, uh, we thought he might come back in the second period. Nope, didn't happen. Didn't come in for the third. And lo and behold, they held off. Now, I'll tell you, um, they did hold off because they lost uh, Wyatt Kaiser on Friday night. Uh, of course, we know that they don't have Noah Cates and the Bulldogs I'm talking about, who's playing for Team USA in China. So, and by the way, um, one their group is the top seed going into the uh, single elimination part of the tournament. The quarterfinals. They're all, well, there's a round before that, but they're already in the quarterfinals. Exactly. They play the winner of, I think, Slovakia and somebody else. And, and here's the really good news. Uh, this is kind of the Paul Hornstein in me right now. <clears throat> I saw the forecast, and they said, it's going to snow all day Wednesday. I mean, they said, just hunker down because it's going to snow all day. And I'm going like, 
Wednesday, Wednesday, 16th. Yeah, it's the 16th. Guess who's playing? Yeah, the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, so I'll just be locked up here in the Drury Inn and um, watching the, the – they don't want me to go outside. I better not, right? Well, certainly not. I mean, you wouldn't want – I mean, <laughs> all kidding aside, I don't want you to put – don't put yourself at risk. That would be silly. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how bad it really gets because sometimes they they hype things up and, and sometimes really? they don't hype them up and it happens because la- uh, Friday night the forecast here is for t- a trace to maybe two inches and we got six. Uh, <laughs> and my fifteen minute drive from the Drury to uh, Magnus turned into a fifty five minute drive because you couldn't get over ten miles an hour. Uh, anyway. That's a whole nother story. And by the way, um, not just uh, Noah Cates, but I mean all kinds of – I mean basically both U.S. Olympic teams over in China are either in college or ex-college players. Um, a lot of the Canadian players too. Um, not, not a lot, so, but some. Yeah. They're they're mostly old, and it showed up when the U.S. played them the other day. Anyway, that's a whole other yeah. topic. Well, I just wanted to just you know just throwing it out there. And I'll throw this name out there, Matthew Nyes, um, man oh man, he is going to be a force, and he's uh, not going to be around at the University of Minnesota very long. I just want to give him a heads up on that because uh, your favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, own his rights. Uh, through the draft process, and uh, guess who they need to play with? Uh, one Austin Matthews. Does Nice play goalie? <laughs> he play defense. But geez, if you score eight, uh, you, you if you lose nine eight, whatever. But you know, uh, Matthew Nice is like don't happen in the playoffs. I know, but Matthew Nice is a bull, and uh, you give him a. Uh, get him on the line with Austin Matthews and a lot of things can happen good because Austin doesn't need a lot of space, but I'll tell you, Matthew Nyes will be able to create space. Anyway, that's another topic. So anyway, um, Denver beats uh, Minnesota Duluth five to three Friday night. They lose three to two on Saturday night. So it's a split series. Minnesota Duluth was the last team that beat Denver and now was the latest team to beat Denver. Nobody in between. So yeah, well, Friday night, by the way, was just a crazy night uh, all around, and, and the NCHC, not just Duluth and, and Denver, it was just nuts all over the place. <laughs> I, I asked uh, after Saturday night's game, I texted our good friend and my co-host on Monday night, Jordan McAlpine, and I said, "What in the heck happened to Omaha?" And he sent wow. me a picture of a race car with the wheels coming off every direction, and a little gif. And I'm going like, "Yeah, that was pretty much it." But yeah, Miami gets their first sweep of the season, and it's at the hands of Omaha. Um, yeah, and that's a killer. For, that's a killer for Omaha. Oh. Yeah, you're telling me. In, in more ways than one. Yeah, for sure. And then Western Michigan and St. Cloud played to an overtime tie, and then St. Cloud won the second game on Saturday night against Western. So um, it, it didn't affect Western at all. <laughs> they oh, stayed right where that, they're at. By the way, that, that Saturday game, that fr- I'm sorry, the Friday night game, oh, my God. That was, that was like. 1980, watching 1980s Edmonton Oilers games where it was just up and down and craziness. And I don't think the goalies played bad, but they still gave up 11 goals. Um, 
teams trading leads all on over the, the place. On the big game? ice surface at, at Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. Yeah, I mean, holy Unbelievable. I, w- I had that one on. And I was flipping back between Colorado College and North Dakota and Western and St. Cloud, but uh, I just kept looking at your text to me going like, this is crazy. This is really crazy. Oh, and I, I mean, it really was. I mean... Like I said, Western goes up three to one, you know, early in the second period, and then St. Cloud scores three straight goals to take a four to three lead, and Western ties the game, and then St. Cloud scores on a shorthanded goal to take the lead, <laughs> and, and Western ties the game up with about five minutes to go, and it ends up going to a, you know, the skills competition to decide the extra point. Um, just, and the overtime was crazy, and oh my lord, what a game. I'm trying to watch that. I'm trying to watch Omaha and just not be able to do anything. And and then up in Grand Forks, Colorado College gave a good scare to North Dakota. Uh, North Friday Dakota night. winning 3-2 on Friday night, and then North Dakota had their way uh, in a 4 nothing shutout on Saturday yeah, of uh, ugly. Colorado College. But, you know, we know and, and Chris Mayat knows what he has. It's a tough, tough year for him because he's taken over a program. Um, they went into a new building. He doesn't have any of his players because he took over so late for the most part. So he, he's got to sort through and get the line combinations and the quality of player that he needs, not to take anything away from the guys that are there. It's just that they were under a different regime, and sometimes that happens. So yeah. Um, Things will happen. Things will be good. Uh, Colorado College gets Miami at home this weekend, so that'll be a lot more interesting than, than oh. we maybe anticipated just because of what happened this weekend. Well, like I said, North Dakota was winning that Friday night game 3 nothing, and Colorado College didn't quit. Uh, they made it 3-2 and had a lot of chances late in the game to tie it up, and it just didn't happen. Um I, I don't think they played that well on, on, on Saturday night. And, you know, and, 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 and you know, I, I'm sh- sure when you, when you lose four, nothing, you're, you're never going to make the coach. There's not a whole lot the coach can be happy about. No, nope, uh, for sure. That's uh that's a definite. So um, the NCH team now has tightened up a lot in, in the next two weekends. There's only three weekends left in the regular season. Coach, uh, um, Carl told me Tuesday that uh, winning the Penrose Cup is a marathon and um, winning uh, the national tournament is more of kind of a sprint. You just got to get through those, the regional and in and, you know, win four games basically. Yeah. Um, so North Dakota right now is just two points behind um, Denver for top spot in the NCHC regular season. However, North Dakota's got Western uh, they have to play, and they have Minnesota Duluth that they have to play. Um, and Denver goes to Western, which is going to be a real battle. Oh, yeah. And, and then they get to go to um, Omaha. Right. Well, Denver's so, playing five games in a row on the road now. Yeah, five, five out of their last six are on the road, five in a row, and they get that last one at home against uh, Colorado College. Uh, they've already captured – the uh, gold pan, so it won't won't mean anything other than a win and pride, well, I guess. But yeah, well, listen, you listen, you could say what well, it could tell you one thing right now. If they go into that last weekend, 
needing to win those games to 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 get the top seed overall in the conference tournament. Don't think by any stretch of the imagination that those two games, especially the one at Robeson, is not going to be very, very heated. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a battle without a doubt. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. That's uh, what's going on. Of course, Arizona State did not play this weekend. They had another weekend off. They will have this coming weekend off, and then they'll head north to Alaska. Speaking of Alaska, they took on St. Thomas in the Carlson Center in Fairbanks and basically showed that uh, Alaska's a uh, team to be reckoned with not only now but uh, in the future for sure with a couple well, of big wins over St. Thomas. Listen, I, I watched probably the first half of both of those games. Um, one, I mean, they came out Friday, took care of business right away. They were up 3 nothing before St. Thomas could blink. Um, and then Saturday night, uh, before my sinuses decided that I had had enough for the evening, um, they St. Thomas was in the game early. Alaska didn't look like they were as interested as they were the night before, but slowly turned that around. And they were pretty much controlling that game by the time I went to bed. So, Yep, for sure. Absolutely. And, of course, Air Force uh, had Holy Cross. And I bet if you tell uh, Frank um, Saratori uh, to get a few comments about what happened over the weekend, he won't be happy about it. It was two close games, two losses to Holy Cross, and that really hurt the Air Force Falcons. Yeah, it did. Um I thought I thought the Friday night game was the killer. You know, um, I, I thought that uh, you know that 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 Air Force was the better team on Friday night, even though they didn't win. They got to the overtime and they barely had the puck, but that's kind of what happens sometimes in overtime. Uh, on Saturday night, once again, I don't think the game was as close as the score indicated. Um, Air Force got a power play goal about halfway through the third period to make it three to two. Um, and I know they took more shots and yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, part of that is because they were on the power play for a while and couldn't score. And that, I promise you, they had three, they had basically 10 minutes of power play time in the third period. And got one goal. Um, and, and I am sure that if you were going to talk to the coach, that's what he would talk to you about. <laughs> the fact that they had all that power play time in the yeah, third I, period and couldn't get it done. Yep, that, that's frustrating, especially at home. Uh, and, well, and especially at home. Yeah, an opponent that you thought you should, you know, probably on paper should have beaten. Uh, well, twice, paper so. or not paper, I mean, you're talking about playing at home, right? You're trying to get into that top six to get at least that first round by, and you're playing the team that's at the bottom of the conference, and you got one point out of six. 
Yep, that's uh, that's tough. Okay, so that's what happened over the weekend. Um, in case people are wondering why we don't have a guest tonight, it's twofold. There's a game going on on TV right now, which I happen to be watching. There is. Think, are you, what are, think, you, are you watching Notre I think Dame in Wisconsin? Yeah, that's it. I think 100 million people uh, around the world, or maybe more, are watching uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll say it. I don't care if you. I'm not going to call it the big game. I'm going to call it the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, yeah, I don't. We're not profiting off of it. I don't think that we have to worry about the NFL uh, coming after us and saying uh, you're using our intellectual property. Exactly. We're not. We're not telling somebody uh, to buy an ad here because we mentioned the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, so so we'll leave that as it is. And the other reason is um, there's been some goings on in uh, in Arizona. I think everybody in the hockey world probably understands it right now. I'm just going to tease it and then I'm going to let my co-host take over because if you don't know that either, he is an ASU alum and he's got a completely different perspective than a lot of people. Take a break first. Uh, Yep, we are. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say I'm leading into it. Okay. Um, so what we'll say is that uh, uh, the Arizona Coyotes have uh, apparently reached an agreement with Arizona State to uh, to play there for the next three to five to however many years it takes for them to get their own building somewhere in the East Valley, presumably, of Arizona. And a lot's been made of it, um, a, a lot from the NFL side of things, but there's also another side of things, and that's from the Arizona State, the collegiate side of things. And we'll get into that when. We'll get into that when Paul and I return in just a few minutes as I bump my mic and, and turn it off. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where I understand it is beautiful today. Um, anyway, we'll get into that later. <laughs> as I teased before we went to break, um, some things have been happening off the ice, uh, especially at Arizona State. And, um, you know, the... Uh, it's time to get a different perspective. We heard the NHL side of things. We heard the Coyotes side of things. Uh, we've heard really nothing from Arizona State. So let's go to an alum. Let's ask an alum what he knows, what he feels, and uh, some questions that he wants to get answered. Paul? Well, what I know is nothing. Ask anybody that knows me. They'll tell you I know nothing. <laughs> but you've done some research, my friend, and you've worked really hard on this one. Well, here's the first thing that you have to ask. Um, it's all very well and good, very nice that the this announcement was made. That's great. Okay. Okay, let's back up a step. This announcement, to, meaning that right. Arizona State has uh, offered up their building. Well, that there was an agreement. To, yeah, well. Not offered up. There was okay. an agreement. Okay, there was an agreement between. But, yeah. But we have to start so, before then. Okay. 
Okay, you have to start before that. All right. First of all, um, at the All-Star break, the commissioner was asked about this. And his comment was it would only make sense if there was a plan in place for a building. And when you say a building, you mean a permanent structure? Yes, a, 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 a permanent home for the Coyotes uh, that's not the ASU multi-purpose arena. Okay? So what does that mean? Well, it, it doesn't seem like they're going to play at all in the Coliseum. does not seem like at all that there is a way for them to play in America, what is it now? Yeah, I don't it know. was America they, West. I don't they, know. What they they will not play. They will not play in that building. Okay. Um, Christ, there was even rumors of them playing games in Tucson at Prescott. <laughs> well, Tucson would be a much better place because they can get seventy five hundred, maybe eight thousand by configuring that. Well, yeah. Well, okay, but whatever. I mean. You know, those things were out there. But um, the quote-unquote announcement was that they would play at ASU's new building. Uh, now, maybe I missed something. Did the city of Tempe have its vote yet on this? Not yet, my friend. I believe that comes on uh, March or April, they said. It was delayed. It was supposed to have been last uh, week, right? Or March. 10 days yeah. ago or whatever? Yeah, around the 1st of March. Um, and it, it was delayed. February. Uh, yeah, 1st of February. It was right. delayed because the uh, city council said they needed more time. Uh, okay, that's great, I guess. Um, do we have plans? that the public has been able to see? I don't know. I'm asking the question. I don't know. No, I, I don't either. But um, I, I know one thing, that there have been, there's been nothing finalized for a new building for the Arizona Coyotes in Arizona to this to this date, to, to this right date. now, That's February correct. 13th. Correct. Um, and, and I'm just saying... Unless there are things that we don't know, should they have not waited to make this announcement? Yeah, here's the problem. Here's I don't know. I, I don't know. Let, let me throw in the first before, wrench. Before, the, yeah, but before we get to the announcement, hold on. Before we get to the announcement, I'm just asking the question. Should they have made an announcement? And I think they tried this once before. Before there was an agreement in place. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. But here's the problem. Okay. The Coyotes got pushed into a corner because they're running out of time. They they assumed that they were going to be able to get back in with Gila River under some sort of an agreement and that that would be where their home would continue to be. Uh, it wasn't until, Paul, about 60 days ago when the city of Glendale made the announcement that their arena was going to be reconfigured as soon as the Coyotes season was over with this year. Uh, to be a more intimate setting for concerts, and hockey was not going to be an option in that building again. 
So um, that being said, the, the, the Coyotes were up against it. They, they okay. have to make a decision quickly because they had no other option. And I believe okay. that Arizona State was the only option, uh, short-term or long-term, to get them on the ice next season. Well, that's fine. I, I understand that point. But the point is, that came up two months ago. Did you not already have plans in the works for, for no. whatever new building you were going to try and build? No. You, well, well, let me – and I'll play devil's advocate for the Coyotes. Yes, they well, did. Well, that's good. You should they had, because you, you they would had a plan. Than I would. They had a plan. And the problem was the plan wasn't accepted or approved by the city of Tempe yet. Well, I know that. Well, that is part of the problem here now, isn't it? Of course Shouldn't you is. have been ready to go? in case the city of Glendale was serious? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I just, I, I'm just asking questions. Okay. You've, we've clarified it. Now let's go, let's go to the side that we All need right. to go to. The, the announcement to the had side. no, nobody on the ASU side involved in that announcement at all. The story talked about the CFO. But the announcement had no involvement from ASU at all. So my question is, uh, were you on board with this or not? Was this the athletic director? Was it, you know, was it? And more likely, the president of the university that said, yeah, we'll do this. And what numbers were they shown? That's the first, I mean, that's one, that's one question. Number two. Okay. How's that schedule going to work this year? We're, we're pretty sure the hockey schedule's already set. I don't know about the gymnastics and the wrestling schedule. Well, I'm guessing. I mean, you can't just uh, have a major collegiate organization and be that far behind times. Well, okay. I, I don't know. We're in the middle of the current wrestling season. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, we know hockey teams are planning a year or two out right. from the year that they're I, in. I, I would assume wrestling and gymnastics do the same thing. I would assume. And so what happens now? In an ASU building, do those teams get pushed to the side in terms of uh, dates and times and and so forth and so on? At least they get less desirable times and and dates for their matches because are the Coyotes going to play all their home games on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights? I don't think so. And how are the sponsorships going to work now? Yeah, there's a billion questions on that part of it, but um, well, as 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 I wrote in the blog that we haven't published yet, we know, for example, 
that one of the major sponsors for ASU Athletics puts their carbonated beverage in a red can. And I'm pretty darn sure that for the Coyotes, theirs comes in a blue can. So what happens? Yeah, I I hear you. When 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 you configure what has to be done, and I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the architect. I'm not Mortensen the builder, and I'm not Oakview Group, the people running the building or in charge of running the building. Okay, there's all this extra construction that has to go on inside the actual facility itself change anything that's inside the facility do they have to remove some seats that people have already bought for season tickets to put in wiring or expand this or expand that does it screw up the view from the amenities that was originally planned You've sold the naming rights to the building for $16 million. You now, you're now getting robbed. Whatever you know, widget company you sold it to, which is amazing, by the way, that it's been a year and it's not come out. It's crazy. Whatever widget company you sold the naming rights to, Listen, even a game between the two bottom teams in the standings gets a certain amount of publicity and highlights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And how many times is that arena going to get mentioned when they do the highlights every night on NHL Network? Or up in Canada. Are you going to have to remove any of the seats. Or whatever. To put in the extra cameras. That you're going to need for the TV production trucks. Or are you just going to be. Or or is it just going to have to be accepted that. There's only one set of cameras and one production truck. And both local broadcasts have to take that feed. This annex that the Coyotes are going to have to build because they can't share the space with the college teams because it's an NCAA violation. How long is that going to take to build? What's going to be in there? How is that going to have well, a problem? Well, I can answer a couple of those things. It's going All right, to take, well, let me, at, how at is that going to least what? at the very least it's going to take till December if they put the shovels in the ground tomorrow. Um, th- that's at the very least, and that's going to be two professional level locker rooms, one for visitors, one for home team, 
plus whatever else needs to be done. I'm guessing the equipment room, all the different things that go along with that. So we know that what, what's coming down in that end of it. And here's the thing, Paul, that's December if they get started today. So let's say that everything goes smoothly. I don't think it's going to be ready by December. You know how things go. As smooth as it can operate, it might take till January. Where are they going to go then? You're going to, the Coyotes are going to stay on the road until January 1st? Scott, I, I, I assume that these are questions that have been discussed, but they certainly haven't been discussed in public. Okay, so what I want to ask you right now is, and and the, my first concern, Paul, and then you can follow up on this and, and go in, in depth a little deeper, but my first concern when I heard this was, um, what does it do to Arizona State collegiate hockey? Has anybody asked um, Coach Powers or players or people around the program as to what this is going to do to them. Because here's what I'm saying from the outside. And again, folks, you can email me if you want. It's my opinion. It's not anything else. But um, I believe that that this was going to be a big setup for Arizona State to become a big major player in college hockey. Right. At the very least, Paul, at the very least, it's going to set them back because they are going to be a – a secondary player to the NHL for however long the NHL is in that building. That's just fact. Well, let's it, put it this way. Let let me let me put it to you this way. And this is this is how I I think this goes down. I think whatever happens, I think in this first year, I think what happens will be very subtle. Okay, now you're going to have to define subtle for me because when the NHL has their home opener, it's right, a big I, I just, deal. Yes, that I'm can't just, be subtle. Well, no. On, on, on a, what I'm talking about is, and I could be completely off base with this. Okay. I, I think that everybody's going to be watching this. I think they the already whole are. hockey world. Trust me, this. they already are. Okay. Um, I do not think that this goes well. It won't be Oceanside. And nothing personal, Oceanside. You were there first, and you were there to yeah, help. This and, is not. And this is not to, to knock anything. This is not to knock Oceanside. And let's get this out there right now, too. But people that might be hearing that just come in, in the middle of this. This is not to be anti-Coyote or wanting the Coyotes to move or leave or any of that stuff. This is strictly. We talk college hockey on this podcast. Right. We want to know and. I want to know, and I know you want to know. I've been questioned by I don't know how many people here in Colorado that have said, "What's going on? Why is well, this happening?" Part of who, this is there's no part this? of this. There's no details on this. Okay, we know that ASU was going to use this building to to bring in youth hockey and public hockey. 
That's part of where an ice rink's revenue comes in. You're going to lose all those dates now. Well, well, to counteract that, people are going to say, well, NHL hockey is going to bring them a lot of revenue too. Well, is it? Do we know that? I don't know. We don't know the details, but you would assume that, right? Well, I'm not going to assume anything without details. Well, you have to you have to assume that there's um, a lease agreement in place to to pay for the use of the building. I mean, that right. would be completely foolish if you didn't have that. Well, I'm I'm sure there is, but you know, I don't know what any of the contracts read. Um, I I don't know how Oakview is going to distribute the revenue to ASU. Why would these questions have even come up until any of this started to go down? You know, I, 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 I'm sure that ASU has been in contact or had been in contact with all kinds of youth organizations and, and holding tournaments and, and, and all of that stuff that goes on in hockey rinks year-round. And so if you have a tournament scheduled for a weekend that ASU was not going to play and you were going to use the second sheet of ice for that tournament, well, now you have a, a Coyotes game on a Saturday night. Is that youth tournament still going to go on? Really? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to bump a lot of things all over the place. And, and again, uh, I mean you can go down and we can make a list four miles long of all the things that have to be worked out, and we all hope that they get worked out. Again, I, I want to steer this back. Think. I want to steer this back to college hockey, though. Right. I just don't think that this. Well, let me. Well, I can steer it back. First of all, okay. What if you're a kid on that youth team that turns out to be a pretty darn good player? And you were all excited because you were going to play a hockey tournament with your 10-year-old team or 11-year-old team. I don't know how the divisions work on that. You would know better than I would. U10, U12, U14, U16. Okay. You, you were getting all pumped up because you were going to play a tournament in ASU's new building. And now you don't get to play. Yeah, and I can tell you, Paul, and, and, I, I and, talked and, to some and, Denver and, Guys Wait, that told on. me that that's why they went to Denver. Exactly. So they now, played in Magnus so, as a 10-year-old. Right. So now ASU goes to recruit that kid five years later. And how are you getting the sour taste of that disappointment out of that kid's mouth? This is not even financial. So now they go in behind before they even started. Well, and let me let me throw this out there again, and you can expand on this one as well, um, or expound on this one as well, however it may be. Um, it, when I first heard this, the first person that I felt pain for was Coach Powers. Absolutely. And, and here's why. Because for seven years that I've known him and talked hockey with him, this was his dream to have this building. 
he he had plans, he had models, he had everything. He knew exactly how this was going to be laid out. He knew the color scheme. He knew the seating arrangements. He knew the pavilion. He knew how he wanted to involve his his alumni and his former players. All of that was worked out. So at the very, very least of this whole scenario, the very least is he's not going to be able to open up that building the way that he wanted to open up that building. And he's been around and seen thousands, not thousands, but hundreds of other hockey facilities. And he knew what he wanted to make Arizona State an attractive destination for college hockey players. Correct. And at the very least, this scenario is going to take that away from college hockey at Arizona State and from Coach Greg Powers. And I feel terrible about it. And I have nothing to do with it. I'm just a bystander. But but I can tell you, you know me, Paul. I talk to a lot of hockey people, a lot of college hockey people, and they are baffled. They're baffled to a man as to what's going on. Well, aren't we all? Well, apparently there's a lot of people that aren't. Um, the Coyotes introduced it as a, an absolute wonderful thing, uh, an intimate setting, a really? way to get close to the players. They promoted this already. Did you not see the Twitter? <laughs> Look at the Twitter feed from from Thursday. They're going like, this is a great partnership with Arizona State, and it's going to provide us with an intimate setting, and all of our, our, our fans are going to be able to be close to the players. That's not what I'm hearing. Uh, um, how about – I just – I just don't see how this works out in ASU's favor. I just don't. I just don't. Well, the the only way it works out in their favor is if you're counting the dollars because they're they're going to get a lot of revenue that they hadn't planned on getting. Um, Do we know that? For, well, they're going to have to. I mean, just look at it. 41 home dates, if the Coyotes were to get fortunate – and make the playoffs next year, and there was a playoff series played there or two. Um, you know, anything could happen along that way, and and that's all revenue because every time that building's being used, somebody's getting charged for it. Is and it? Are they? Yeah, they better be because that's what you build a building for. I mean, I think it's a bit assumption is, uh, to, to say that, that they're not going to get compensated because – no, well, um, listen, we the NHL is going to have to compensate for every game and every practice that's used in that building. It's not their building. So well, they're going to be a tenant. Uh, are they going to act like a tenant? Well, that's yet to be determined. We don't know well, that. Well, that answers your question, though, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but that, again, that that's really – that that's behind the scenes stuff that's got to be worked out by the Oakview group and all those people that are involved with scheduling dates and uh, coming up with ice time costs and finding people to work the place and uh, all of those things. Uh, I just think two things. And I think did, number one, as I mentioned, I, I feel bad for coach powers because 100%. It, it takes away from everything that he wanted to do. Um, and Arizona state is a destination. There's no doubt about it. But it's also uh, gotten a bad rap across college hockey because of where they played at Oceanside, and everybody said, "Oh, they're getting this new building; it'll be, it'll be better," and it will be better. 
and it would have been a lot better. But um, it, it's kind of a, a poke in the eye, I think, to coach. Well, and, and I feel bad about that. And again, I have nothing I can do about it, but I, I just feel bad about it. Um, and secondly is this is not uh, a hockey, a professional NHL hockey venue. It, it's not, des- it was never designed for that. No, it, it's, it's just not, I mean, for Gary Bettman to come out and say, yeah, well, you know what? Our numbers say that if they pack that pace to 4,800 or 5,000, they might be more profitable than they were. Are you kidding me, Mr. Bettman? Come on, please. Are you kidding me that you, you're saying that 5,000 is as good as Arizona can do, but yet you're telling us that Arizona is such a great hockey destination? Come listen, on. Is, Come on. 10,000 would be too small, Paul. Listen, um, I don't like what this is going to do for ASU. This is an ASU building. And I know the club teams don't really come into the equation here, but they do. Those ASU students were supposed to have access to this building, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Well, that was my understanding. Again, I don't, I don't have it in writing, so I don't. Well, I don't either. This is, this is, this is what I ask. And oh, by the way, when the athletic director gets asked about adding more teams. One of the first ones he usually mentions is women's hockey. Well, how's that going to work now? And by the way, let's just say that this is fine and dandy and wonderful and all that other nonsense. How long are they staying? <laughs> Nobody how, knows. how long are they staying? Nobody There's no knows. end date to this contract, supposedly. You know, for a one- or two-year deal, all right, you could hate it, but you could twist your mind around enough to be like, okay, this is not a one- or two-year deal. No, here's – here's and let me use this example. Here's a one- or two-year deal. If you're, um, if you're building that you play in normally is ravaged by a hurricane or – a tornado or something, and and it be, it's deemed unusable for a period of time, and you have to move to a five thousand seat building or whatever. That's that's people understand that they go okay, well that's fantastic, but because you didn't plan in advance, and I'm talking about the Coyotes at this point, because you didn't plan uh, for what was going to happen, and now you're coming into this situation. That's where I think it's going to hurt ASU is because they weren't planning on this, and we have Coach Powers on quite frequently. He wasn't planning on having an a <laughs> NHL team playing in his, in his brand-new building before he did, and that's probably what's going to happen. They may play an NHL game or exhibition or whatever in that I, building first. I, that I don't know about. The Islanders never play a home exhibition game. Occasionally they'll play games – uh, in Bridgeport, where their AHL team is. But they almost never. They, they've gone years where they didn't play any home games in exhibition season. Okay, but then answer me this. When does the NHL season start? Usually the middle of October. When does the uh, ASU season start? Usually the middle of October. 
Yeah, you get my point. Coach has already told us that they're going to start on the road for the first two weeks. So we know that. I cannot imagine. And I could be wrong. That. That that would be allowed to happen. I could be wrong. Um, are the coyote? I mean, I would assume that this whole building is gonna. It was designed to be maroon and gold. On the inside. I don't think those are coyotes' colors. No, I mean, and I don't know what the NHL is going to require. Are they going to require the NHL? I, I would be shocked for TV purposes if they didn't have the NHL logo and advertising on the ice because if they don't, that's more revenue lost on their end of it, and you're already down to 5,000 seats. How are you going to make any money? Oh, that, that, that That's a whole other show, but they can CGI that stuff in. I don't think they can on the ice. No, on TV. Yeah, I know. Which is, but which I, is I, honestly mostly what they care about. Yeah, I'm sure, but um, we'll see. There's, there's, that's a whole other topic, like you say, that I don't have time for. But like again, I'm, I'm going to circle it back around, and I'm going to say this: it, you, if you have some closing thoughts on it, you're obviously more than welcome to. But uh, my thought is first and foremost for Coach Powers and the building of his program because he has a gem, and uh, he should have been able to show it off. Um, unrestricted absolutely. Um, to, you know, I mean, uh, I, I talked to several college hockey people before this announcement that were looking forward to seeing what, and you have too. We've had them on the of show. Course. They're waiting to see what this building is going to be like. It's got a whole different flavor now. And if you don't think that affects kids coming to your building, I'm, I'm not tell happy. You right now. And it does affect I, I can't them. skate and I'm not happy. There's listen. There's there's no way that it's just you have to. Somebody's gonna have to show me how this ends well. Phrase you. Yep, I'm with you. I, I, Unfortunately, you, I am. You know with the you. fact that we haven't gotten an announce anything from ASU in any way, shape, or form. And, and let me throw that out there right now. Anybody from ASU that would like to come on, uh, we will give you as much time as you want. We'll bump up our show. We'll do whatever if you want to come and, and explain it. Same thing for the Coyotes. If you want to come on and explain now how this uh, is going to work and be beneficial for both uh, parties. We'd love to hear it. That's what we're here for. We're asking questions right now. We're not um, choosing sides. No, I am. No, 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 no. Let's 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 <laughs> let's get this straight. I absolutely have a side, and my side is pro ASU. And I don't see, considering the complete and total lack of details. How this ends well. Well, here's the bottom line, Paul. It, it, everything is done hastily because of the Coyotes 
not planning ahead for what was going to happen when they were told that their lease was ending. And they and we we asked this question multiple times uh, during the past year. Where are the Coyotes going to play? What's feasible? You and I have talked about it. Other people have talked about it. They said, could they go into the Coliseum? Could they go downtown? Uh, could they go here? Could they go there? We started the, the topic on the show with this, and none of those things ever came out. And uh, from what I have been told, it's because the Coyotes were reasonably sure that they were going back into Gila River under some sort of uh, agreement and they just didn't take the city of Glendale serious. And now here we are. And, and what's the backup plan? Well, if you didn't have an original plan, how can you have a backup yeah, plan? I just, I, 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 they're just, when I look at this from an ASU perspective, I don't see how this ends well. I don't see how, because it's the NHL and this is the, it's the best league in the world. We understand that. That they're just going to sit back and be deferential to anything that has to do with ASU. Eventually, the ego will take over. Well, and it's not college key. It's not just ego, Paul. You and I have talked about this. There's 41 home games that have to be played in in their building. That's probably going to mean about 70 games or 70 days when you talk about uh, teams getting a practice in uh, either a day before or whatever. I mean, teams sometimes get there a day early and want to practice, especially on a new ice sheet in a new building. And I'm going to throw this out quickly just to, to kind of put perspective in it. Do the Coyotes asked, have a practice rank? <laughs> I don't know. But I asked, I asked um, Magnus Corona uh, about playing at uh, the new Ed Robeson Arena. Yeah. And uh, instead of him saying, yeah, we got the win, yeah, it's a nice building, all those generic things, he, you know what he told me, Paul? He said, it's really steep and it's really narrow. And that was his focus. So if that was the focus of a, an NCHC goaltender, what, what's the NHL going to want to do? Do you think their players aren't going to want to be in there and get a practice or two in in a building they've never seen before and one that's not anywhere near what they play in everywhere else? Of course they are, Listen, and that means more dates and more times. I don't. I, once again, as as I've, I I I I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. We have had no public hearings. The city of Tempe pushed back the vote. By the way, can you can you have a vote without having a public discourse on this? Yeah, I think you probably can. Um, I, I mean, it's it's city land. I mean, the council okay. is going to make. A I, I don't know. On this that, the, once again, this is another question, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that can happen. But there's enough things that need to be looked through. Let me just use that term. Uh, that the city of Temp, or city of Tempe said we need more time. And um, the problem with it is the Coyotes don't have a lot of time. There's another season that's going to start in September with training camps and October with games. And, um, you know, you, you got to have a plan to what you're going to do. The NHL wants to know. Well, that's. Well, let me ask you this. Your Islanders 
Yeah. We're forced to go on the road for 13 games. It was a precautionary thing. They wanted I to know. make sure the building was ready. Exactly. But this is not going to be precautionary because those those facilities uh, for the Coyotes uh, players and the visiting team are not going to be ready till December. How many games are going to have to be played on the road? And then how many games are going to have to be played at home? And how are you going to schedule that? I don't know. Well, once again, and pardon the pun, but isn't the devil in all of these details that we've mapped out? Yeah, that was a good one, too. I like that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I guess that's what we need to hear. We need to hear, uh, and the general public, the hockey fan, everybody needs to hear it. But once again, I'm going to wrap this all up for you by saying. Um, Do the people of Tempe, first of all, and how is this going to affect the regular ASU student? Because now it's another four months of construction, which means more parking nightmares. When does the wrestling team get to practice in there? When does when does the and and they probably don't need as many practices in there as as say a hockey team does. But when do they get to practice and and and, and at least get their feel for their own home court and home and and and, and home surface? When do they get to do that? This is an ASU building, and ASU needs to come first. All right. You heard it, folks. That's an alumni speaking. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't even know where to go from this point. As again, I'll, I'll bring up, if you're listening to the show and you want to join, you know how to reach me, um, and we'd be happy to bring you on and let you tell your side of it. If Paul and I are off base, we definitely want to be told. Uh, we don't think we are. We think that, uh, that what's going on is is maybe done hastily, and again, our focus on this program is to talk college hockey. And I'm telling you two things. I feel bad for Coach Greg Powers and what um, he's up against because I, I don't think he has a lot of say in this. And secondly is um, I get around to see a lot of hockey coaches from the NCAA level, and they are wondering what's going on. So um, <laughs> if they're asking me, they got to be asking other people as well. Yeah, and I don't, hopefully I don't, I, I don't Hopefully think we coach, get it figured out. I don't think the coach has any say in this at all. I'd be shocked if he does. Yeah, I I, I would be too. Uh, I just don't think that that's uh, the way it's going to play out. And uh, like I said, that that's our uh, that was our reason to bring this up tonight was to talk about it because all we've heard and I heard this today, Paul, on on NHL Network Radio, they were going like, you know, I really think this could work out good for the NHL. And I'm going like, you NHL crazy radio? fools. NHL Network Radio. They're going like, really? think about it. Think no, I about am it. It could be a really good intimate setting uh, for the Coyotes. And let's. And the guy told me, I don't remember who it was, but he said, and you know, he goes, think about it. The Coyotes aren't going to draw that many anyway because they're not going to be good for a little while. And, and it gives you a chance to keep your, your guys down in the minors a little bit while you're getting this all. And, and that would be – that's a crazy thought if your building was approved and under construction, your new permanent building. Even if it wasn't under construction <laughs> That's yet, what I'm saying. That's if crazy if it was. <laughs> and there were plans and the land was cleared because – now, I, I don't know. You, I, you were telling me that this is a maintenance yard. 
Yeah, it's the old uh, Tempe maintenance yard. It needs so, to be. It, it needs to be. I, I believe it, it, the official group is the EPA that needs to to look at. It. I could be wrong on that too. I just well, was that told, makes a difference too, doesn't it? Oh yes, it makes a huge difference. I also know that there's been discussions that I have never heard cleared from uh, the airport authority and the FAA to uh, find out if the uh, Federal Aviation uh, people are going to allow them to have the building in that location. Well, so I don't think a, that's I don't think that's an issue. Why I'm not? Sure. They, made them, move the, they made a move. They made a move the the uh, Arizona Cardinals Stadium because of it. Football stadium is taller than a hockey rink. It's not the height, Paul. It's not the height. It, it's the abortion of a landing. If you have to abort a landing, listen. Um, there's buildings listen. in that way. I grew up. Or I didn't say. I shouldn't say. I grew up. I lived before I moved to Long Island. Basically, in the flight plan, in the, in the in 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 the landing, every plane on certain days, depending on the weather, went right over my apartment building from JFK to and from what, JFK. What year was that? In the nineties. Okay, okay. The, the things have changed. It's yeah, twenty twenty two now. There are new still, restrictions and new safety measures that yeah, are put that in word, place. You can, you can dig a hole deep enough into the ground to take care of that. That doesn't move the building. Mm. It, it's not about height. It's whatever. about the flight path. Oh, whatever. That's. I'm just telling you, it's one more thing that I heard a while ago that I have not heard has been approved yet. If it has been approved, then that's one step out of the way, one hurdle right. cleared. But there are numerous hurdles. And, wow. and I think a lot needs to be done. And again, steering it back one more time before we run out of time, it, this is not about anti-coyotes or about the – the Sun Devils not being good hosts or not trying to provide something. It's about the college hockey scene. That's what this was built for. Yep. This, you know, it was built to be a college hockey, wrestling, volleyball, whatever facility. That's what it was made for. It was not made to be a indefinite term for an NHL team that didn't plan right. Nope. And that's another Another issue I have with this. There's no timeline on this. No, because everything's going down. This went down in 60 days. Yeah. 60 days ago, good. Paul, there wasn't even talk of this. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. You're talking about spending another $20 million for an annex building. Well, that the, the Coyotes' money, supposedly, so. <laughs> well, uh, okay. We we can... We <laughs> yeah. Get the money up front. Um, but and, and again, it's not just about the money. It's about the time it takes to build something. Uh, it, yeah. Bill Foley pushed on his people to build City National Arena, and uh, he wanted it done in a year, and it, it, it wasn't feasible. It was done in 13, 14 months, whatever, uh, and it still wasn't completed. They were completing it the second year on the inside. So how do no, you I think you're going to throw a building no. up? And get it ready to go before September? Scott, I have no idea how this works. No idea. No idea. Well, I mean, you got to use common sense. <laughs> what? What's that? Because you know that you can't build something that quickly. It's I not have, feasible. I have no idea what common sense is. You're talking way out of my league. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for your perspective, Paul. We appreciate it because you're unique in the standpoint that you truly do bleed maroon and gold. And if there's anybody that wants to challenge 
um, your fanship or your alumni. Um, and you do a fantastic job. And it's part of the reason why I wanted you on this show is because uh, you're able to differentiate it uh, and not let it come out um, unless we ask you to bring it out. And I, you're so objective. You're so objective on putting out the Super 16 and all the research and all the teams that you watch. And uh, just to hear your thoughts on this, I think uh, carries a lot of weight. And I think if you're uh, somebody in Tempe, you should listen and uh, at least consider what's going on. Well, I hope there there's consideration going on, whether it's the city of Tempe or the people making these decisions at ASU. Um, and I think they go higher than the building at Sun Devil Stadium. So, um, remember, it's still college. It's still a university. And the last thing that should be in the priority list is the ASU student-athlete experience, the ASU student experience. And the the... The, the the experience for anybody connected in any way to ASU. Well said. Everything that gets done should be done with that in mind. And Paul, if I'm not mistaken, um, doesn't everybody still get uh, access to all games as part of their tuition? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not worried about... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so, no, well so they that... get access to ASU stuff. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. They get access to that as, as part of being a student. And that's something that they sold uh, basically to the students to say, hey, listen, this student activities fee gets you this, this, and this. Yeah, I, I'm and, not, Well, listen, and, I don't know. Once okay, again. well, here's my point, though. My point is not about that. The, it, the point is that if you were that concerned about your students that you felt you had to include them in everything in a, in a fee – every year, every semester, then shouldn't you be concerned about what their experience is going to be now? Well, isn't that what I just said? Right. But I'm every just decision telling you. should be made from the perspective of the student athlete, the student, any one connected to ASU in any way, whether it's you buying a season ticket, whether it's you working uh, at the arena on game nights or game days or working for the athletic department and so forth and so on. It's an ASU building. And this to me doesn't seem like it puts ASU first. But Amen. I have no details, so I can't make an, an honest and objective decision. I Amen. just know what it feels like. Let's say goodnight before we get run out of time. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest, live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are. Go to our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. 
for the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inn and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at the nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how to see your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. And by M Drive. Go to MDriveForMen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the Art Radio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, we will tell everybody happy Super Bowl. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give away the, uh, the, the score yet or who won. But anyway, um, we appreciate you being uh, tuned in. We appreciate, uh, Paul, bringing the uh, alumni perspective of what's going on. We hope it all works out. We all want to be wrong. and We all have our thoughts that it might not work out. And it would be great if we could be proven wrong. But lots of stuff to do. Um, we'll go through that down the road tomorrow night. Uh, make sure you join um, a special Valentine's edition of uh, Analytics and Eyeballs with uh, Jordan McAlpine and myself. And then Paul and I will be back Tuesday night uh, digging into hockey. We may be a little early because I may be uh, maybe seeing an AHL or an NHL game here in Colorado. So I'll, we'll let you know if it, uh, if it pulls off a little early. And then Wednesday night, um, John Hogan, the uh, head coach at Maryville University, is going to be joining Stephen and I as we prepare for the uh, um, WCHL teams that are going to the ACHA National Tournament. Actually, we're going to talk about all the teams going to the ACHA National Tournament. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Good night.